It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. Woohoo! Made it to Friday. Welcome in. Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. You just John sounded Spears. like Homer Malone or Homer Simpson. Dude! Chocolate. <laughs> Double <laughs> chocolate. Woohoo! Triple chocolate. Uh, boy, this is the earliest we've ever gone off the rail. You came in with that woo, and that's all I could think of it was is Homer. Friday, June 2nd, Lou Gehrig Day. Happy Lou Gehrig Day to everybody. ALS awareness in all the uh, Major League ballparks today. They will be wearing different colors and patches in honor of number four, the Iron Man, Lou Gehrig, who gave the speech. Uh, I think it was, I didn't do any research here. I think it was 1939 today. June 2nd, when he gave the um, luckiest man in the world speech. But he died of, ironically, Lou Gehrig's disease. I don't think it was called that before he died. Probably Scooter, not. You on that no. one? It is Friday, June 2nd. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450, to join in on the conversation. 384-1450. Thorne's text line is open as well, 502 414 1450, Kentucky baseball getting ready to uh, start off the uh, NCAA baseball tournament. Uh, the regional in Lexington. I know there aren't a lot of hotel rooms, but uh, the Railbird Festival going on and all the all the high school sports championships going on in Lexington. Tough to find a place to stay. Closer than, you know, Lawrenceburg. But in any event, Kentucky Ball State getting ready to get underway. We'll keep you updated throughout the hour. Uh, I finally got the DirecTV app to work on my phone after two years. Love it. I forgot my password. By the way, Lou Gehrig gave the speech on July 4th, 1939. Oh, so why are we celebrating on June 2nd? Um, because this is the day he died in 1941. Okay. See, that's why you're here, Scooter. <laughs> Pertinent information. The Thorns text line is open as well, 502-414-1450. Because I'm watching the Kentucky game, I don't have the, the read in front of me, so I'm going to do this. Ad lib? Do this blind. I like it. Get your icy, cold, thirst-quenching fountain drink at Thornton's right now. All drinks, 32 ounces or smaller, 89 cents. You heard that right, 89 cents. So get into Thornton's today and hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Not bad. Not bad. Pats win again. It. Eight out of nine, Scooter tells me. They beat uh, Wooster eight to six last night. They'll go at it 7-15 tonight, 7-15 tomorrow night, and 105 on Sunday. They are the hottest team in the International League, without question. Oh, yeah. They're, They're number, crushing the ball, too. Number two in batting average across the league. Um, <laughs> I don't know if a lot of people have noticed, but get out there and, and see them. Fireworks after the after the game tonight, as they do every Friday home game, and Girl Scout night. Girl Scout, they got to be selling cookies, cookies right? everywhere. They oh, got to yeah. be selling cookies. Yeah, Nick Rouse this morning was talking about going on Sunday for Kids Day. I told him have fun with that. I'm going for Girl Scout. Well, night. Sunday the kids run the bases after the game. True. Uh, how old is his oldest? Uh, I want to say three, almost three. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you maybe know how three. long it takes a three year old to get around the bases? Long time. It does. <laughs> Um, so Kentucky and Ball State will play now, and then Indiana, West Virginia, and Lexington at 7 o'clock tonight. That one is on ESPN+. Plus. 
You can watch the Kentucky game on the SEC Network uh, right now as we speak. Just watch it like I'm doing and turn your radio up, turn your TV volume down. Ball State leads off with a single down the right field line. I had to do something. I had to log in with my password. You're rubbing off on me. <sighs> Denver 104, Miami 93 last night. The uh, Nuggets cover. Boy, the Heat almost covered that game. Mm-hmm. They cut it. and It was 21-point lead going into the fourth quarter. The Nuggets had been up as much as 24. They cruised to victory here. And at the end, I'm I'm going, ooh, Miami's got a chance. Got a chance to cover. At least give me a push. It was nine. They had it at nine at one point. But uh, you put the subs in, and then you never know what's going to happen. When Jovich, Nikola Jovich got into the game, <laughs> not Jokic, Jovich, the 20-year-old that plays for Miami, when he got in, the victory cigar was lit. He's surprised he hasn't played more. I mean, he was a pretty high draft He's pick. 20. Yeah, but he was pretty high. Draft, he's dude. learning how to play and, and learn. He's That's learning true. how to live the life of an NBA player. You're 20, man. It's got to be wide eyed. Like, what am what have I gotten into? Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I'm not surprised. Game two is Sunday, eight o'clock on ABC. What do you think Denver's favored by in game two, Scooter? It was nine uh, last night. Nine again. Eight and a half. Oh, I saw nine earlier. The over under has dropped. It was two nineteen and a half last night. It didn't come close. Uh, it is two fourteen and a half on Sunday. Yeah, I told you I was going to bet Denver and under last night. Never because did. because I liked Miami and over. Never did it. Well, that's unbelievable. That fooled me once. Shame on you. No kidding. Come on, Joker had the quietest twenty seven ten and fourteen you're ever going to see. He passes the ball. I don't know if there's another player we've seen that. Get it gets makes their team better by passing the ball instead of shooting. Superstar mm-hmm. that makes their team better by passing more than he took twelve shots. Twelve shots last night. Twenty seven points, ten rebounds, fourteen assists. I mean, and, we, and all these assists, they were back cuts to the basket for layups. Aaron Gordon was a beast early in that game. He finished with sixteen. But he was taking Jimmy Butler and Gabe Vincent and anybody else who wanted to guard him down low, and he was muscling. He was bullying them. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamal Murray had 26, 10 assists. Remember what the over-unders were on Murray and Jokic? Uh, 25 and a half and 27 and a half? Yeah. So Murray got there by, one, by half a point. Jokic didn't. Jokic did not get there by half a point. Tell me Vegas doesn't know what they're doing. <laughs> now, Jimmy Butler didn't come close. He had... 13 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists. I will say this, and you can probably look up during the Boston series and this won't be true, but if Jimmy Butler doesn't take more than 14 shots, they're not going to beat Denver. Now, they beat Celtics because they were hitting three-pointers. Last night, Miami did not hit three-pointers. If I'm Eric Spolster, I don't feel too bad here because they finished 13 of 39 from three, which isn't – as bad as Boston shot at the last two games of yeah, that series. That's 33%. 33%. But a couple of them were late. Max Struess was 0 for 10 from the field, 0 for 9 from 3. That is the most shots in a finals, second most shots ever in a finals for Miami without making a bucket. The first most, you're not going to believe it. Shaquille. Ray Allen. Really? Ray Allen was 0 for 13 in a finals game. Uh, Caleb Martin was one for seven on the night. 
Yeah. Boston fan, if they're watching this game, and I don't know why they would be, but if they are, they had to be thinking, who is this guy? Where was this guy last week? He, was, he wasn't close. Duncan Robinson took a couple. He wasn't close. Gabe Vincent kept him in the game. He finished with 19, and Bam out of bio was great. 26 points, 13 rebounds, 5 assists for Bam. But again, if I'm Eric Spolster, I don't feel too bad. The other side of the argument is you could say Denver didn't play great. They played well, but they didn't play great. But there was no rust here. We worried rust or rest. Mm-hmm. They they enjoyed the week and a half off. I mean, they're in all reality. And I, I guess the Bahamas helped them, Scoot. It absolutely did. In all reality, though, they're playing an eight seed, so I I don't know how much they're going to be required to play great. I think if they play well, it's I, that's going to be sufficient enough. But what if Miami plays well? I I think if Miami if, plays great and Denver plays well, I still give the nod to really? Denver. Really, I do. Mm, great's a big word there. I just I believe I'm I believe in this Denver team. I just do. Yeah, and a lot of people don't. A lot of people still don't. A lot of people. That didn't probably change their mind last night, uh, because you don't play great and you still win by, and you're still up 24, 21 going in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a the finals debut for the Joker triple double. Only one other guy's done that. You know who it is? Is it recent? Mm, not really. It's not. It's not ancient. Someone who's still playing? Uh, no, it's a okay. guy who's coaching in the NBA. How about that? Oh, how about that for a clue? Man, I would go like Steve Nash, but he's not in the league anymore, is he? It's a great question. That's a great guess, but no, he's not coaching right now. He may be the next coach of the Toronto Raptors, by the way. I'm I'm out. Jason Kidd. Oh, that's the other guy. Him and Steve Nash were the same. They're the same person. Come on. Triple-double in his first finals game ever, and Joker's the second guy to ever do that. Here's another record from last night. Did you see Miami's free throw shooting? I didn't. They shot 100%. Did they? Two for two. <laughs> they had two free throws. The fewest free throw attempts in <laughs> finals history. Was that possible? Was that and a the home fewest whistle? Or? In finals history as well. I, there was a. The Lakers were three for five back in 1983 against the Sixers in one game. Was that due to a home whistle or lack of uh, aggression? A lack of aggression, I think. And Eric Spolster kind of said the same thing. We got to be more aggressive. Again, they took 39 three pointers. Uh, Bam out of bio shots. They were eight footers, just in the lane and pretty much unguarded. Yeah, as great as the Joker is, defense is not his forte. He's got great footwork on the offensive end. His footwork on the defensive end leaves a lot to be desired. Uh, but he's going to go get rebounds. He's going to pass the ball great, and he's going to score when he has to. Uh, the rest of that team is going to play some D. Gordon, as I mentioned, is going to bully you. He did it last night. And uh, I think we saw what we thought we were going to see last night out of Denver. You watching this Kentucky they're, game? They're just solid. Uh, scoreless in bottom of the first? That catch that Ball State just made was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Just saw it. Unbelievable. Uh, I'm, I'm lagging a little behind you there. Third baseman foul territory diving with his back to the plate. <laughs> that was crazy. Nice play. Scoreless bottom of the first uh, in Lexington. Uh, I mentioned Gabe Vincent. He had 19. He sort of kept the – he and Bam out of bio kept Miami kind of attached. But it was a stress-free game for the most part uh, for the Denver Nuggets. Dan Issel was there. That was great to see. It's all that, yeah. 
Former Wildcat, former Kentucky Colonel, former Denver Nugget. Super nice guy. Oh, man. They don't come any nicer than Dan Essel. Um, Ken Jong, the actor from The Hangover, he was there. <laughs> Saw him too, yeah. Uh, who else? Peyton Manning was there. Sean Payton, the new Broncos coach. Russell Wilson, the Broncos quarterback. So all of Denver came out uh, to support the uh, Nuggets last night. I said yesterday I thought it was going to go seven games. I'm leaning towards four now. Four? Yeah. You're thinking sweet. Four or five. Five was my guess all along, I mean, but four. After what I saw last night, and you know what we do? And we do this every series. We overreact. Mm-hmm. We overreacted when Miami got up 3 nothing on Boston. We overreacted when Boston tied that series up. We overreacted when Philadelphia had a 3-2 lead on the Celtics. Um, we just overreact. And all of a sudden, we, we're saying, yeah, it's an eight seed. Yeah, they don't deserve any respect. They've been counted out before. Here's the one thing they didn't do. They won game one in Milwaukee. They won game one in New York. They won game one in Boston. Mm-hmm. They did not win game one in Denver. I mean. I see a trend. Miami's gone on the road in every series and won the opener, and they did not come close to doing that last night. So, game two, as I mentioned, Sunday night, eight and a half is the, uh, the number here. Yeah, I'm having trouble with my phone now because every time now I got to go see what time it is to see when to take a break. I've got all kinds of issues here, Scooter. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm dealing with. <sighs> it's not not twelve twenty yet. The life of a celebrity. You want me to? You want me to give you minute countdowns? No, no. Would that help? No, probably, but no. Nah, I could do that. It's not worth it. It may be worth it's it. It's not worth it. <laughs> I I can't even find the uh, the text line right now on my phone. <laughs> Text the show if you want to, 414-1450. I don't know if it's going to do any good. By the way, high school baseball tomorrow, Southern Indiana High School Baseball. It's going to be an all-day affair here. I will be uh, at Floyd Central for the uh, 2A championship and the 3A regional. These are regional championships. It's a different – I heard Matt talking about it in his show. Mm -hmm. It's a different format this year. These used to be – you got to win game two win. games to win the regional. Now it's one. And then the semi-state next week, it's going to be two games. Yeah, which used to be one. To win the semi-state. So tomorrow, 2A first at Floyd Central, Brownstown Central, and Providence. I'll be there. We'll be on the air. What time are we going on tomorrow? 10.55? Uh, whatever time Something you want. Something like that. 10.50, 10.55. 10.50 standard. 11 a.m. first pitch, Brownstown Central and the Providence Pioneers. And then the Class 3A game after that one. Connersville and Silver Creek, 3 o'clock is the scheduled first pitch for that one. Uh, Matt will be at University of Evansville baseball field in in, uh, Evansville for the Castle Regional Class 4A Jeffersonville against Castle, 4 o'clock Eastern time. That game will be on 970 a.m. And uh, the entirety of that game will be on 970 a.m. Bats baseball tomorrow night on the Big X. So a whole lot of baseball, a whole lot of high school baseball tomorrow right here on the Big X. So uh, hopefully if you can't make it out to Floyd Central, you'll tune in, Providence fans, Silver Creek fans, and uh, I'll try to do the best I can to describe the action to you. We'll take a break, come back. Reds winning streak comes to an end last night. The Southeastern Conference has put their tail between their legs and decided to only have an eight-game conference schedule next season. We'll talk about that. A couple nice series going on in baseball this weekend. 
We'll hit on that as well. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Act. John Spears in studio. Top of the second in Lexington, Ball State, Kentucky. Scoreless as the Cardinals bat with one out in the top of the second. Keep you updated uh, throughout the hour there. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450. 384-1450 to join in on the conversation. Thornton's text line is open as well, 502-414-1450. Get your text into the show at that number. Buzz texts in. I, should have, I had a perfect opportunity when I went. Woohoo at the beginning of the show to say the bats beat the woo socks. I didn't use it. You didn't. You know why? It was lame. That was lame, <laughs> Buzz. Come on, man. You're better than that. You're talking to a guy who's hitting on my grandma. Boston Red Sox. I'm going to go flying right by that comment. <laughs> Boston beat the Reds last night 8-2. The Red Sox had a six-run bottom of the eighth inning. Uh, I thought it was never going to end. But the Reds finish with a 5-1 and one road trip. They take Three out of three in Chicago against my Cubs. Two out of three in Boston. They're three games out, Scooter, behind Milwaukee, and the Brewers come to town for a three-game set this weekend in Great American Ballpark. Watch out, Milwaukee. Now, the Pirates are in the middle there. They're a game and a half behind Milwaukee. But the Pirates are going to cave. This is a, I don't want to say huge, but it's a big series for the Reds. Mm -hmm. If they can uh, make some noise. Now, Corbin Burns will go for Milwaukee tonight. He's the... Number one uh, on that team, he's four and four with a 3.68 ERA. So he's not as good as he's been the last couple of years, or he hasn't been as good as he's been the last couple of years. Brandon Williamson gets a start for the Reds. No record, 5.02 ERA. That's a weird start time for that game. 5.10. <laughs> I've never seen that. Yeah, I don't know if I have either. 12.35. I've seen 7.10, 6.40, tonight, Eastern time wonder what the reasoning is behind it. I have no There's idea. There's got to be some sort of reason. No idea. Because, I mean, Friday, traditionally, baseball games all start at around 7. Yeah, 640, 7-10, 7-0-5, yeah. you know, something like that. But 5-10 uh, tonight, Reds and Brewers. The fact that I wanted David Bell fired a month ago. <laughs> less than a month ago. Less than a month. Now, it's a terrible <laughs> division, all right? The central division in both leagues is awful. Cubs are awful. Cardinals have been awful. Pirates are the Pirates. The Reds are the Reds. And Milwaukee is supposed to run away with this division. Actually, before the season started, it was Milwaukee-St. Louis who's going to come out on top. Well, St. Louis has spit the bit. They've been terrible. Um, but the Reds are now 26-30, and 30, only four games under five hundred. As yeah. I mentioned, they've won five out of six. They are 7-3 and three in their last ten. Uh, and they are in the hunt. Here's the bottom line. One team out of that division is going to the playoffs. One team. Braves, Mets, maybe the Phillies come back. Marlins have a winning record. Dodgers, Diamondbacks, both have both are uh, 11 games over 500. By the way, they're tied for first in the West. Diamondbacks have tied the Dodgers now. Giants are at 500. 
The Padres, you expect more out of the Padres have the same record as the Cincinnati Reds. How about that? And here's the difference. This is the first year of the balanced schedule. Previous seasons, you used to play everybody in your division 19 times. The Reds would play the Cubs 19 times, the Cardinals 19, and so on. Wasn't it 18? 19. I promise you it's 19. In fact, let's go ahead and make a wager. No, I believe you. Okay. You're a baseball guy. So this year it's different. You're not playing those teams that many times. It's a more balanced schedule. They want everybody to play everybody, and that's why you got Reds, Red Sox this week. That's why you're going to get Yankees, Dodgers, which I think is fantastic, from Dodger Stadium this weekend starting tonight. You play everybody almost the same amount of games. It's a virtual impossibility. It's a physical impossibility to play everybody the same number of games. But you play almost everybody the same number of games. For that reason, the central divisions who are weaker are just going to get beat up on. The Brewers lead the National League, National League Central 29 and 27. The Twins lead the American League Central, they're 30 and 27. Nobody is else other than the Pirates in those two divisions is over 500 and the Pirates are 28 and 27. You've got the Braves have 33 wins. The Mets have 30 wins. Um, Dodgers and Diamondbacks have 34 wins apiece. The Rays have won 40. The Orioles, 34. The Yankees, 34. In fact, everybody in the American League East has a better record than the the National League Central. Aside from Milwaukee and Boston are both 29 and 27. Milwaukee's in first place. Boston is in last place in their division. Pretty wild. So that's where we are. The Rangers have 35 wins. The Astros have 33 wins. So these central divisions in both leagues are going to get one team each in the playoffs. And can the Reds be that team? I still don't think David Bell should be the manager. (laughs) Rick Pitino is still going to be the head coach at Texas. I'm going to down these hills. But the Reds have played better. They obviously have talent in the AAA system. At, at some point, you have to say to yourself, we're in this thing. When do we bring up Ellie De La Cruz? When do we bring up Encarnacion Strand? Now, the guys that are up there now, they're getting the job done. Spencer Steer. You know, nobody knew who Spencer Steer was last year or uh, at the middle of last year. He came up late. Nobody knew who Spencer Steer was. Nick Senzel, who I have bagged for years, has is playing well. He's hitting 267, which I've never seen him do. Uh, they brought up Matt McClain. He was the first guy from Louisville position player to head up. He's hitting 354 in Cincinnati, Scooter. Two homers, nine RBIs. He's got a, I don't know, nine game. He's got the longest hitting streak that the Reds have had this season. Um, Fairchild, I liked Fraley when they traded Winker and Eugenio Suarez to Seattle a couple years ago and got Jake Fraley back. I liked that. Um, Barrero, he's holding it down. They got him in center field last night. They realize that Barrero is not going to be – McLean's playing shortstop. I don't know what you do here. 
when you bring De La Cruz up because oh, he's going to play shortstop. Barrero's gone. Senzel going to go back to the center field? He's playing a pretty good third base. You got to have India's got to play somewhere. McLean's got to play somewhere. I mean, you assume that McLean's going to go to third. India's going to stay at second. De La Cruz is going to play shortstop. Newman will go back to the bench. Hello, Newman. He had three <laughs> hits last night. And the leadoff spot, by the way. It's been incredible. Let's go to the Eminem Cartage Hotline. Buzz Frank, sorry to get on you on a Friday, but that was a terrible joke. I felt my reputation was besmirched there, John. It's, and you should. Cute. You should have felt that. <laughs> because I, I was definitely besmirching. Oh, man. Well, I felt it. Hey, I'm, I'm looking forward to you calling the games uh, tomorrow. That ought to be a fun time for you. Do you know why I'm sad, though, Buzz? Because I'm not calling the St. X game tomorrow. That's why I'm sad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, the same The same team took both our teams out. Eastern Eagles, and they, they beat Shelby yeah. County yesterday. Or, no, they beat uh, Bullet East yesterday. They'll Bullet play, East. They'll play yeah, Shelby Bullet County East. tomorrow at 10 a.m. Well, and, and they beat Manuel two times during the regular season, so it wasn't a fluke in the uh, in the semifinals. I think uh, it was one run every so time. It was, yeah, yeah, crazy tight game. So that's yeah. baseball, man. They got a really well. And, and speaking of baseball, because you were talking about the Braves having thirty three wins, how did they drop two out of three in Oakland? <laughs> I said on the show to, uh, <laughs> Wednesday, Tony was in here. I said if the Braves lose. That the third game of that series, you automatically fire Brian Snicker. Did they oh, yeah. end up winning it? They won. The okay. Braves won yeah. four, four to two. They didn't crush them, <laughs> but they won four to yeah. two. And I know that's crazy. And I was joking around, but the A's are just so bad. How do you beat the Braves yeah, twice? Yes, they've got twelve wins, Buzz. Yeah. Five of them are walk offs. Yeah, how about that? What a team. So those yeah, are five games they could have lost when you think about it. Good Lord. I guess maybe they should bring back Joe Rudy and Reggie Jackson. They probably could do better than what they've got. They can't do worse. First of all, they, there'd be more fans in the ballpark to see uh, 60-year-old Joe Rudy and 60-year-old Reggie Jackson playing. You know it. You'd have, I'd go. I'd go to see Reggie Jackson swing one more time, try to hit one out of Oakland Alameda County Coliseum, where there's still a football, there are football lines in the outfield. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd love to see that. It's better than what they got now, that's for sure. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that's for sure. And I, I guess they're the next team headed to Las Vegas? Yes. A- yes. The question is when. I think if you're Oakland management, you would like to go now, and you'll play at UNLV's baseball field if you have to for a couple of years till the stadium gets built. Yeah, because the number of fans you're drawing anyway, you're not. You got to be losing money hand over fist in Oakland right now. Oh yeah, there's, there's no way, and I'd think the people of Oakland would be glad to see them leave at this point. I'd, uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, no doubt about it. By the yeah. way, I was, I, I am sad. I'm not doing Saint X game tomorrow. But I am very happy to be doing a couple of games here in Southern Indiana. I want to make that clear. I'm not unhappy <laughs> that I'm doing uh, the Providence game and the Silver Creek game. I am very much looking forward to this tomorrow. That's pretty nifty footwork there, John. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I got Nikola Jokic footwork, so that's good. Yeah, it is good. Yeah. No, I, think I, got, yeah, and- I think I got Boban footwork, so that's not good. <laughs> 
Anything else, Bucks? Just, you can you can no, I, you I, can go the whole hour I, for all I care. I was just going to ask you since we're talking footwork, what's your forty time now? Uh, I can get to the fridge quickly <laughs> and back to my chair. Eight point six, Buzz. Eight point eight point six two. I would take eight point six two. You think you With got my it? knees and my hip? I would take eight point. You think you'd go over that? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and the last ten yards, I'm probably crawling. Because I oh, promise yeah, yeah. you, I'm falling down. Have you seen me, <laughs> Scooter? <laughs> I know you can only see me from the neck up from over there, but I, you come over here sometimes and see me. I mean, eight point six two. Thank you. Yeah, I've just got some faith thank in you. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> What's my fourth? could be a chicken leg down there near the end, near the end of the, uh, the the end of the forty there, and I might have a chance at making it. Yeah. I, I got that, and you put some nachos down there or something. I, I, I can go eight points. Who would win a race between you two? He'd kill me. You think so? Oh, there's no doubt. <laughs> there's no, no, I think he'd kill both of us. He'd kill me, and then we'd both kill over. and You'd be, you'd be coming to two wakes next week. That's not a race. It's better if we just think about it and not do it. That's for sure. I was a hell of an athlete back in the day, and when I say the day, I mean a long a day a long, long time ago, long time. Ago. Uh, I, I, yep, me too. Same, same thing. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Have a good weekend. You too. We'll see y'all. See you, buddy. Uh, did you uh, do you know the name Ben Joyce? By the way, uh, I do not. Scooter, no. He got called up last week by the uh, Anaheim, California, Los Angeles Angels. He uh, hit one hundred and three last night on the on the gun. Oof. He has thrown 21 fastballs since he's been called up, all of them triple digits. Wow. I watched him last night pitch against Houston. He pitched one inning in a game they were losing, I think, 4-2 to two when he came in. And I got a text from Tony Burke, hey, this dude's throwing 103, and I said, I'm watching. Uh, it's incredible. Yeah. And he's throwing strikes. He's not throwing it, you know, all over the place, like Ebby Calvin Nuclelouche. He's throwing gas, and he's throwing strikes. What would 16-year-old John Spears say if I told him that there's going to be pitchers pitching in 105, 103 right? I'd say you're crazy. Yeah. You're crazy. And Tommy John surgery, named after, oh, what's the guy's name? I can't remember. Oh, Tommy John. <laughs> now, back then, when Tommy John had the first surgery that was eventually named after him, he just wanted to pitch again, and he did, and he was good, but he didn't throw heat. These guys now, when they're young, they have the Tommy John surgery, and they come back and throw harder. Now, that's just modern science, modern medicine, modern technology, whatever you want to call it. That's just the way it is now. Guys have Tommy John surgery when they're 18, 19 years old, and they come back and they're, th- they're throwing it harder. Throwing it faster, mm-hmm. more more cut on it, more downward spot motion. So whatever whatever advances that we've made in medicine, as far as the pitching arm goes, it's been very very successful. Uh, but if you'd have told me in nineteen hundred and seventy nine, I think that would have been that. Uh, yeah, you're gonna have guys uh, consistently throwing a hundred. Araldus Chapman amazed me. Mm-hmm. When he would get it to a hundred, yeah, and you're watching him, and you're going, "Man, how does anybody going to hit this?" But his guy? control was always kind of wild. Yes, it got wild. It got really wild. And here's the thing: major league hitters, you can throw at 110 miles an hour. 
If they know it's coming, they will catch up with it and they will hit it. But if you've got good breaking stuff and a slider and a sweeper and they don't know what's coming and you throw one up there at 103, 102, they got no chance. Unless they're looking for it, they got no chance. And this guy, is uh, he throws it hard. He throws it for strikes. We'll see how good the breaking stuff is. And I think if it's good, it's going to be really good. By the way, in that same game last night, the Astros won 5-2. to two. Dusty Baker got his 2,126th win as a manager. That puts him eighth all-time. <laughs> he passed Joe McCarthy, who was dead, I think, before I was born. But uh, I don't know who's next on the list, but 2,100 wins a is lot. a lot. Uh, he was going to go into the Hall of Fame before they won the World Series, the Astros, a couple years ago, but that sort of clinched it. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer when he stops managing, I think. By the way, a little bit of breaking news for you. Yeah. The Phoenix Suns are planning to hire Frank Vogel as their head coach. See, these guys just get retreaded. Yep. It's a retread league. You know, he was good there. Remember when he was with the Lakers and he had that mm-hmm. really good season? Yeah. And did they win? Was he with the Lake? Was he the Laker coach when they won in the bubble? I think he was. I think so, too, yeah. Uh, and all of a sudden you go, hey, where's Frank Vogel? Well, let's bring him back. This is a, it's a copycat league, and it's a, uh, it's a retread coaches league. Monty Williams getting $78 million. Go to Detroit. Nick Nurse leaves Toronto or gets fired in Toronto, and now he's making more money in Philadelphia. Ah, it's crazy. All right, the SEC meetings were this week, and the conference decided on a schedule for next season. It's one season only now, not this coming season. It's That's already set. 2024, I'll tell you about it and why it's just one season after the break, you're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. On Sports presented by Eminem Cartage, John Spears in studio. Final segment of the week. In fact, that'll wrap it up here on the Spears on Sports. No, no, let's stay oh, for another. I was about to send the outro. Stay music. for another twelve minutes or so. All right, fourteen, whatever. I think we got it. Uh, the Southeastern Conference, by the way, Eminem Cartage Hotline. Last chance uh, to give us a call: five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty. I'm not answering anymore. Last chance to hit me up on the Thornton's text line <laughs> as well. Don't call five zero two. You can text. I will read it on the air. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. That's the Thornton's text machine. Top of the third in Lexington. No score still between Ball State and Kentucky, as the Cardinals have uh, two outs, nobody on. Top of the third. We'll give you a, a score before we get off the air today. Southeastern Conference having their uh, meetings in Destin, Florida, by the way. Yeah, I know. Bring oh, up you should have been there. Bad memories um, of me not being there. <laughs> they decided on an eight-game schedule for 2024. Soft. That's so soft. Oklahoma and Texas are coming into the league. The Big Ten plays nine-game schedule. Mm-hmm. They've been doing it for a few years now. Just means more. 
the Big 12, everybody plays everybody. Now it was a 10-team league, so everybody played everybody. That's nine. Now they're getting four more teams. Still going to be nine. What are, what are they doing? Now, Greg Sankey, the commissioner, is on record as saying he wants a nine-game conference schedule. Who's voting against it? Because every coach you talk to, every coach at these meetings has said, it doesn't matter to us. We'd love to have it. The more competition, the better. It's just going to make us better when playoff time comes around. They say all the right things. So who's voting against it? It's got to be the chancellors, the presidents of the university, the athletic directors. That's who's got to be voting against it. And I don't understand it. I thought you meant more like what school, and I was going to say uh, Vanderbilt's probably voting against it. Vanderbilt wants a three-game <laughs> conference schedule. That's just mean-spirited. No divisions. They're going to try no divisions next year. So you won't have the standard Kentucky playing all six teams in their division, plus Mississippi State, plus one other school uh, from the uh, SEC West. There will be no SEC East. There will be no SEC West. This will be the final season for that. Then in 2024, although they're not going to play nine games, they are going to play without divisions. I don't know who's going to play who. It's, is Kentucky going to play Tennessee? Are they going to play Georgia? Teams that they play every year. Are they going to play Florida? Are they going to play Texas or Oklahoma? This could be glorious. It could be great. If you're a Kentucky football fan, you could be going to home games against Alabama, Auburn, Oklahoma, Texas, all of these schools that would have been in the SEC West. You could play a bunch of them. I don't know if they're going to draw them out of a hat. I have to assume geographically Kentucky is going to be playing Tennessee. They're going to be playing Vanderbilt. Uh, after that, I don't know. Maybe Missouri, even though that's not technically very close. No, nothing's close except Vandy and Tennessee, let's be honest. I don't know how much legs that has, but we were discussing this morning on KR, KRC that um, apparently they're going to take like the winning percentage from the last 10 years and then group them that way. <laughs> the, so like Kentucky will play three from the top, three the from SEC the bottom. The SEC winning percentage or the overall winning percentage? That's, that's a great because question. Because when you're playing Toledo and Ball State and – Schools like that, and mm -hmm. Louisville in the last several years, to be honest about it, your your winning percentage is going to be deceptively better sure. yeah. than it would be if you were playing better schools. You're playing Mac schools. You're playing Louisiana Monroe. You're not playing, you know, juggernauts. You're not going out of conference. You're not even playing Indiana. I'm for, sure it is good, just conference, conference percentage. I hope it is. Uh, but that might not help Kentucky because they've been they finished second in the East last year. Mm -hmm. They've been good enough to where you can look at their record and go, well, you should probably play Alabama and Georgia. <laughs> uh, let's throw Alabama, Georgia, and Texas in there since they're coming over. But for the fan, it could be great. It could be fantastic. And they should go to nine games. What are you doing? It's going to be a 12-game playoff. So, the 12 thought, team. huh? Twelve team playoff. What I say? Twelve, 12 game. game. Twelve team <laughs> that'll, playoff. That'll take forever. Whew! This Alzheimer's is kicking in. <laughs> uh, I think I have some timers, by the way. You can. 
you can lose two games now, still get in the playoff. Okay? The old mentality has to leave. The old mentality was if we lose one game, now we got to fight like crazy to have a chance to get in the playoff. It's not that way anymore. It's not that way. And the SEC is the best league in football. It's that simple. And it's going to get better when Oklahoma and Texas come in. So two losses, not going to kill you in a nine-game conference schedule. If you're Alabama and you lose to Georgia, and let's say you lose to Texas, but you beat everybody else on your schedule, guess what? You're going to be in the playoff. You're going to have three SEC teams in the playoff. In a 12-team playoff, did I say that right? Mm-hmm. SEC is going to probably get three teams in at least. I was going to say, if not more. At least three teams in. So the thought of we can't lose early or we're done is should no longer enter your mind. But an eight-team schedule in this day and age, in this era of college football, looks soft. And I don't understand why presidents and universities of universities can't see that a nine-game conference slate is going to make you more money through your advertisers and through your TV packages. It's common sense. By the way, Frank Vogel, who Scooter uh, alerted to me, is going to be the next head coach of the Phoenix Suns. S- five years, $31 million. That is a far cry from Monty Williams, six years, $78.5 million from Detroit. Not even half. What's, what's that say? Is this, did Detroit grossly overpay? I think it's fair to say they overpaid to get Monty Williams. Did they grossly overpay? I, mean, I don't think Frank Vogel's worth much more than what he got. Frank, if he's Vogel, even worth that. Frank Vogel has won one more NBA title than Monty Williams. Yeah, but he's also had LeBron. And Monty Williams had Kevin Durant. For half a season. Steve Kerr had Kevin Durant, won a couple. Monty Williams had Kevin Durant. Didn't get out. Didn't get to the conference final. He, he didn't have him for a whole season. Give him a break. He had him at the end of the season, and they were the number. I want to say they were the four seed. I guess since if they played D- D- Denver in that last round, yeah, they were the four seed. He's also got Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul, who was hurt. Chris Paul can't be a part of this team next year. <laughs> I mean, he can't. He's he's he can be the union leader, but he's Grandpa Chris Paul. Just can't do it. By the way, speaking of grandpa, I was yeah. looking up uh, Udonis Haslam speaking the other day. Grandpa. Why do you look at me when you say speaking I, of grandpa? I was looking up Udonis Haslam. You know he only played in like seven games this year. Like, why are you even on the roster? How many did he dress? I think he's re- he's retiring at the end of the year. He I is. Believe. Yeah, but I mean, why keep him on the roster if you're only going to use him in seven games? It's ridiculous. Because he's the 13th guy or the 12th guy. Who's better to be the 12th guy? And he's a locker room guy, too. Oh, yeah. He's a guy that's that's probably takes Bam out of bio. And by the way, your boy Zeller last night? Yeah. I got over under was two and a half minutes. I think he played eight. Nice. Yeah. What a stat line look he like. He played him. He played uh, important minutes. I don't want to say important minutes because they lost the game by 11 points. But he played legitimate minutes early in that game. Uh, let's see. I got it right here. Cody Zeller played, I'm sorry, seven minutes. 
Oh for uh, no points, three rebounds, oh for one from the field. By the way, I was watching; it was a layup. <laughs> uh, one foul, one turnover. His uh, rebound was offensive. Uh, two defensive rebounds. His plus minus was minus five. Not bad. Now, here's here's a question. I'm gonna make over under Cody Zeller minutes in game two, four and a half. Nope, I take it back. I'm gonna make it three and a half. Here's the here's the kicker. Okay, it's not a must win because there's no such thing unless it's an elimination game. I say that all the time, but it would it's important for Miami to win this game. With that in mind, are you going over or under three and a half minutes for Cody Zeller? Oh, over for sure. I would take over three and a half every single game of series. He's just a, he's a veteran guy. He's, he he's got a veteran a, guy. He's got a, he may not produce a lot on the stat sheet, but he has a super high basketball IQ. They, and that goes along. By the way, Kevin Love didn't play last night. Um, Haslam didn't play last night. <laughs> now, guys got in at the end like Yurt Seven, and I said uh, Jovich got in at the end of the game. But they are really down to an – Eight-man rotation, and that's including Zeller. Mm-hmm. Nine if you throw Highsmith in there, who played a little bit in the Boston series. Uh, Kevin Love, throw him in. It's 10. I don't know why he didn't play last night. Injured, coach's decision, coach's decision whatever it was. Forgot his cane. That's just mean-spirited. <laughs> but I think when you got to win this game, Bam Adebayo's going to go 46 minutes. 45-46. Jimmy Butler, same thing. And you're going to shorten your bench. They might go Lowry, Duncan Robinson, and that's it. I mean, you got to get – maybe Love plays. If Love play, if Love's dressed, maybe Zeller doesn't get seven minutes last night. So I'm going to go under in game two, three and a half minutes. You're going to go over. Oh, yeah. I wish I'd have made it four and a half because I know you'd have still gone over. I would have. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> – all right, let's check this Kentucky game. Because Still zeros. Cats uh, did get their leadoff runner on, uh, but third inning's now over. So, still goose eggs. Yeah. And All the, State double played in the end. The later it gets, the more nervous you get as Kentucky. Because oh, yeah. you're the one seed in this regional. They're the four seed. Uh, that's not good. All right, uh, Major League Baseball last night before I get out of here. Toronto beat Milwaukee 3-1. to one. Uh, Mets over the Phillies 4-2. to two. San Diego wallet Miami 10-1. to one. Arizona 5-4 over Colorado. I mentioned the Reds win. Minnesota beat Cleveland 7-6. I mentioned the Red Sox win. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then Houston 5, LA Angels 2. That was uh, 21-26 for Dusty Baker. Uh, a lot of... A lot of uh, divisional play this weekend. Tampa Bay's in Boston. Um, You've got, as I mentioned, Milwaukee-Cincinnati. Huge series. I'll say it. Huge series. Because the Reds are only three games out. I can't believe I'm saying those words (laughs) on June 2nd. I cannot believe I'm saying those words on June 2nd. And Yankees-Dodgers tonight start a three-game set. I will be tuned into that. Don't forget high school baseball tomorrow right here on the Big X. I'll be at Floyd Central for the Providence game, followed by the Silver Creek game, 11 a.m., 3 p.m., first pitch times. Matt will be in Evansville for the Jeffersonville game on 970 a.m. That's a 4 o'clock Eastern time first pitch. So uh, tune in to the Big X and 970 a.m. tomorrow 
for your favorite local high school baseball coverage. I'll talk to you Monday. Thanks for listening. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Egg.